Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Hungry for More. And I am your host, Al Smith, the Pipe Padre. It's uh, been a while uh, since I've been on the air. It's um, been a four-year vacation for me. Now, not a vacation necessarily. God had me working in another section of the vineyard, uh, doing a number of projects. And people always ask me, you know, why did you uh, go away uh, from Hungry for More? We loved your shows. Uh, you had 53 episodes. You interviewed Deacon Harold Sivers, Mike Aquilina, uh, all the EW10 um, radio and television hosts. Uh, we enjoyed watching you every week, but where'd you go? And uh, so what I did do was um, a number of things happened in my life. Uh, one, uh, I have five grandchildren, and uh, they all came in the last uh, four years. And so uh, I got uh, busy busy with grandchildren and you'll see a few of them over my shoulder there and uh, so I'm a blessed man and I was able to put together uh, two uh, books uh, that many of you have seen and read hopefully uh, two beautiful anthology books of Bishop Sheen's writings uh, his beautiful writings on the cross uh, the seven last words and uh, his writings on prayer so um, been busy with those two projects too so uh, grandchildren and books uh, can pull you away from, uh, you know, your little project, but it's glad to, I'm glad to be back. I'm really, I'll be a bit rusty today, but, uh, you know, I'm sure enough, it'll all come back to me. And uh, so a tradition that I always um, kept with uh, the Hungry for More show is I'd always begin with this very beautiful prayer uh, composed by St. Teresa of Avila. And uh, our very first show back in 2014 was on her feast day. And so uh, we, we're going to keep this tradition of praying this beautiful prayer. And I'll have my producer, Ken Kohalski, bring it up on the screen and we'll pray this together. And so we begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let nothing disturb you. Let nothing frighten you. All things are passing. God never changes. Patience obtains all things. Nothing is wanting to him who possesses God. God alone suffices. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, A beautiful prayer, especially in these times. Uh, Let nothing disturb you. Let nothing frighten you. And um, I think that uh, segues beautifully into what I want to talk about today. Um, 
there's a lot of uh, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. I mean, you uh, turn on the television set, this is what you hear. Fear, fear, uncertainty, and we're doubting a lot of things. But uh, I, the church has always uh, given us the saints as holy examples. Uh, of course, we uh, cling to our rosary and our devotions. And uh, Archbishop Sheen always stressed that uh, there will always be three crises going on. A crisis in vocation. Uh, we see that in, uh, you know, the, the sacrament of marriage, um, you know, lost fatherhood. Uh, we see that in the religious life. And uh, we see that uh, across society. There seems to be a crisis in vocation. Uh, there's also a crisis in devotion. And I think especially at this time in history, uh, many of us are asking ourselves, you know, what is my devotion? What is my prayer life like? And Shane talks about the crisis in prayer. Um, but we're going to address many of those issues today. Uh, but we want to dispel the fear. We want to bring some light onto the subject. And uh, again, I strongly recommend that uh, um, by the end of this program, you'll have uh, an appreciation for the message of Fatima. Uh, we just celebrated this beautiful feast on May the 13th, uh, which um, talks about the first apparition. And uh, it seems like whenever I visit uh, the internet, I say visit because, you know, I pop into the computer, uh, you know, three times a day, it seems just to catch up on things. Everybody's talking about Fatima. Everybody's talking about the Fatima messages. And you know what? I am a blessed man in that my good wife um, uh, loves the messages of Fatima. She is Portuguese. And um, I'll tell you a secret before I bring her on the air. Her grandmother was present at the Miracle of the Sun back October 13th, 1917. She was one of the 70,000 people that witnessed the Miracle of the Sun. So um, I, I'm a blessed man in that uh, my good wife's grandmother was there at that uh, uh, special event. So I want to bring on to uh, uh, Hungry for More once again, uh, my wife, Isabel Smith. And um, uh, Isabel is not a stranger to the show. She's been on a number of times. And so uh, we're going to uh, talk a little bit back and forth about, uh, you know, the message of Fatima, um, you know, the sacramental life, all kinds of things. But um, again, hopefully by the end of this program, uh, you'll have a little bit uh, better understanding of the messages of Fatima. So Isabel, welcome to the show. Thank you, thanks for inviting me back. I think oh. we, <laughs> we've been talking about this program or at least um, some of the thoughts that you uh, introduced for quite a while now since um, things changed, so. Yes, and uh, you know, I began with talking about fear, uncertainty and doubt. And I think everybody's saying, the same thing something's not right here something's not right here and i think you know we 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 talk you know a number of times during the day we're both um i say retired but um you know i think we just uh, moved to a different area of our life i'm still busy as ever as you know and uh again you've got many things to do so uh we're busy but uh, we have time to talk and we've been having these very deep conversations about trying to figure out what is going on. Uh, but what's been really beautiful is we keep coming back to reflect on the messages of Fatima and how uh, 
the messages uh, that were given to the three shepherd children. I call them shepherd children. I know that um, some people may argue with that, but um, again, those uh, the beautiful story of their lives um, and the model that they present to us and uh, the clarity that comes from just, um, you know, really looking at the messages with a sincere heart. Um, there's just so much truth in them. And so uh, maybe again, uh, I'll let you begin with uh, what is on your heart and how you see all of this evolving as you watch the news and uh, mm -hmm. watch history play itself out. Yeah, uh, there definitely seems to be a theme to um, events. Um, well, the fear that we, that we feel at the present moment, um, it seems that uh, it comes from this sense of something tremendous has happened, something unprecedented, at least in our lifetime and maybe in the history of uh, the church. And that it seemed that when we as Catholics were just about ready to celebrate the greatest feast day, holy day of the year, which was Easter, the lights, the lights went out. It's like our Easter, our holiest high holy day got totally eclipsed. We didn't go to church. Churches were closed. We didn't get to celebrate Holy Thursday, the liturgy of light. We didn't get to celebrate Good Friday in the sense of thinking about our Lord and his great sacrifice for us. And of course, the resurrection, the mass of the resurrection, all of that all over the world completely stopped. And that's stunning. Like when you think about it, that's it again, unprecedented in the history of the church. So when we started to think about it, we thought some, this is, this is a great evil that has just happened to us for, for our church to be, our churches to be closed, our God, not to be able to come to us sacramentally at this most holy time. This is not just a mere um, physical thing that is happening to us. This is, this has a great evil behind it, an evil force. And so I believe that what we experienced was definitely of the evil one. It was of antichrist and it was perpetrated upon the whole world through a virus, a physical virus, um, but those that unleashed it upon the world were of a socialist communist bent. So this is where it ties in with, uh, with Our Lady's messages at Fatima because she said Russia will, uh, the errors of Russia will spread throughout the world. So what we are seeing in communist China is the errors of not believing in God. Uh, it's an anti-Christian anti society. Um, they have no respect for human life, no respect for human, uh, the, human the values of the human person. Uh, people are treated as uh, things to be used for, for access to power and gain. And um, it's truly a, a, a horrific um, socialist state. And we experience this, uh, the, this entity coming, uh, washing up upon our societies of the West. Um, 
And I think because we have allowed the infiltration of communist socialist ideas to very much take a hold, a foothold in our own society, because we have we have turned against God and we've become a post-Christian society thinking that we can live without God and we are gods unto ourselves, which is which ties into the socialist thought. Yes, and um, you know, I can't help but think of the wisdom of the Venerable Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, well, you and I are both avid readers of his writings. And, uh, you know, I think we started to see the word communism come out more and more, especially in the news. And I think a lot of us uh, have to really brush up and say, what is communism? And, um, you know, you had mentioned about uh, the messages of Our Lady of Fatima and mm -hmm. that, um, again, if we don't repent, if we don't convert, uh, amend our lives, um, Mm -hmm. Russia will spend, spread her spread. errors. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of times we grew up in a time of, oh, it was Russia against the United States. It was, you think of Bishop Sheen's battle or his um, trying to bring uh, an awareness to the people to say, we have to be very careful of the evils of communism. And he would always seem to point to Russia. But we forget that Cuba, you know, is uh, a communist nation. China, mm -hmm. and uh, there's other, uh, that communism has spread its errors uh, all over the world. And so, uh, again, we look at socialism and many countries, uh, including even the country that we live in, in Canada, mm -hmm. um, we would, some people would say, oh, you, you come from a socialist, um, you know, nation. Um, but, you know, socialism is starting to be embraced in our country and um, its methodologies, its um, it's theology, I guess, in a way. And yeah. so uh, we pulled out that beautiful book of Fulton Sheen. Uh, he wrote this, uh, Communism and the Conscience of the West. And uh, he was trying to warn us to say, uh, you know, the communist philosophies, the um, this whole thing of a brotherhood without a common father, I mean, God our Father in heaven, um, all of the lies and the deceptions uh, that the communists used to mm -hmm. gain power and to uh, wreak havoc uh, in people's lives, yeah. it's happening today. It's happening yeah. today before our eyes. And so uh, it was a beautiful uh, wake-up call for us uh, as a couple to read Fulton Sheen's writings on communism together because I think uh, people will say, oh, I can't believe how Archbishop Sheen, the stuff that he wrote in 1947, 48, it's all come true. Uh, mm -hmm. It's like he's talking to us today. Uh, and it is true. When you read this book, and it was written in 1948, you think he's yeah. writing to us today. And so mm -hmm. uh, saints' wisdom is timeless. It really is. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's um, definitely we've allowed, um, we've allowed the, the, you know, the, the thoughts of, of communism, the slogans of communism to, um, to infiltrate. And basically communism says communism plays on the whole um, socialism, ba basically plays upon um, the virtues that are, well, the virtues of man, right? That we, we have a soul and that we aspire to, to God. But what communism does and socialism is they pretend to be God and they play upon those, um, those, the sense that the innate sense that God has put in each one of us to, uh, to have kindness toward our brother and so on. But they play that to the extent of only acquiring power 
uh, for themselves. Um, so we saw that in the 20th century with uh, Nazism and Stalinism and um, you know, Mussolini and all the, the different dictators um, throughout the 20th century and how they um, just totally decimated countries and used people and wreaked havoc on mankind. So it's, uh, we have to see what's happening in our own societies when, you know, we have laws that are anti-life from conception to natural death. There's no regard for human life. Um, the natural order that of the world that would lift our hearts to God and, and say, yeah, there is, there is a God over us. Um, those things are being inverted in schools. And that's another area that, that the, you know, the socialists like to uh, get a hold, a foothold in is to get children at a very young age to adhere to those kinds of ideas in schools. And we see that happening in our own school systems in, uh, in North America and in, in Western nations in Europe so that um, what, you know, is a very natural thing to, to, to say, this is a man, this is a woman, this is all being inverted and the person, the person becomes his or her own God. Whatever they think is real is, is reality for them. So those are the inversions and the perversions of the natural law and totally getting rid of the idea that there's a, there's a super supernatural entity that is is um, a benevolent god that has to be erased so totally contrary from what our lady of fatima and the angel of fatima came to show the children mm -hmm. yeah and i think um you know you talk about this inversion or this um you know everything seems to be flipped around um yeah. sheen archbishop fulton sheen mm -hmm. uh stressed time and time again about our higher love, you know, have we lost the higher love? Um, we talk about, you know, fear and how people are afraid to lose their lives. And it's all about, you know, save my life, save my life, save my life. Yet, are we thinking about eternal life? Are we thinking about that, you know, immortal side of our, um, our makeup, yeah. that we were made for eternity, uh, our souls? And do we value, you know, its safety? And it's, um, you know, state, if you want to, we want to be in the state of grace, for yeah. we want to be with God for all eternity. But do we even think about the soul? Mm -hmm. Do we have that higher love? And I think this is really coming to bear now, uh, where people are saying, you know, what, what do I love? Who do I love? And I think especially it comes true with the Eucharist right now, uh, because many of us have been deprived of the Eucharist. And uh, for some, it's been eight weeks, some it's 10, um, but many of us have not received the Eucharist uh, for this extended period of time. And, you know, the Eucharist is not a thing, it is someone, and mm -hmm. it's someone we love, and we've been separated from someone that we love dearly, and that is our Lord. Again, I'll say that before, again, it's not something, it is someone, and uh, we crave to be united with that someone who is Jesus Christ, our Lord. So uh, again, the higher love, the higher love. And I think that's one thing I have to keep saying to myself is, you know, what are my loves? What are my loves? And fear sometimes can put us 
and make us choose a lower love versus the higher love. But mm -hmm. I know the children of Fatima, uh, I tell you, when I've read that story, um, they really uh, sober me up, I think. It's, um, yeah. it's a simple message. It's a simple plan. And I think that's what I think you're going to present to us now is this simple plan that was given uh, to these children by the angel of, of Portugal, but also by our Blessed Mother. So um, I think this is what people yeah. are looking for is answers. Give me a plan. Give me a strategy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want peace. I want peace of soul. So uh, can you do that? And we all we have to do is look to the Fatima message to find that formula to help us to find peace of soul. Yes, we definitely can. I mean, it starts with our Lord's words. Um, whenever the apostles would be in great fear, uh, you know, they were all huddled in the upper room um, with after our Lord's um, ascension or sorry, resurrection. And they were they were in the upper room in fear and our Lord came in their midst and he said, be not afraid. And he showed him, showed them his hands and his side, his resurrected body. And so in that moment, they realized that what he said was true, that there, there was going to be a life after this life that he had risen and that he'd conquered death. So, in that moment, they realized that this life here on earth is not all there is, and that they were completely set free from the fear of dying, because they they could see in him in himself and in, in our Lord Himself in in front of them that they were going to everything that He'd said. You know, He's going to prepare a place for them. Uh, this is when He spoke to them at the Last Supper. Uh, that he was going to ascend to, he was going to go to his father and prepare a place for them. So be not afraid, have no fear. I, I am with you. And this connects with Our Lady's message. First of all, before Our Lady of Fatima appeared to the children for a whole year previous, the angel of Fatima appeared to the children and uh, prepared them. And the first thing that the angel of Fatima said was, do not be afraid. I am the angel of peace and I come from heaven. So right away, again, as soon as um, the angel was telling them about heaven, he was giving them peace. He was setting their heart at peace, directing them to heaven, directing them, lifting their hearts from just their life here on earth to a greater reality. So, so this is what we need to do. This is what we need to plug into is no matter what happens here on earth, we always, by going to our Lord, by going to prayer, by, by um, praying devotions, by keeping in a spirit of prayer, uh, we can understand and we, and our Lord gives us the grace um, little by little to to really live in that state of have no fear so and I can speak about um, you know the little children's lives and we have to remember too that our Lord said um, that little children would inherit the kingdom unless you become as little children you will not enter the kingdom of God so 
right away we see that if we could even a little bit imitate the little children of Fatima, how much better off we would be and imitate them in their simplicity of life. Uh, they depended on their parents, of course, but they very much uh, were obedient. And we see our, our Lord Jesus was obedient to his parents. He lived with them for 30 years. Uh, these little children had jobs to do. They were, they were given jobs as shepherds, and that was quite a job to take care of uh, large flocks of sheep and keep them all you know, within their eye shot and ear shot and knowing what they were all doing. So it was a responsibility. But at the same time, they, once the angel told them uh, that they were to worship God and lift their hearts to God, um, the, the, the angel's prayer, um, he taught the, the angel of Portugal taught them to say, my God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love thee. I beg pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love thee. That was one of the prayers. Um, and the other one was, O most holy trinity, um, I offer thee the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. I just I'm, <laughs> I think I'm getting mixed up in the prayers, but it was the oh my God prayer for sure. Let's see here, the angels. But the whole idea is to lift our hearts to God to a, to a higher reality, right? And definitely that we have guardian angels that can, um, uh, that we can ask for their intercession to lift our hearts to God. And then after they were prepared for a year by the angel and they also received, uh, it was a Eucharistic um it, by the angel coming to them and, and asking them to lift their hearts to God, he also showed them the importance of the Holy Eucharist because he did give the children um, the Holy Eucharist. So um, again, a Eucharistic uh, apparition and to show the importance of receiving the sacraments, um, even though uh, Francisco and Jacinta had not received their first holy communion they received the first holy communion from the angel so um and i guess the other thing was when our lady came she herself said do not be afraid so again do not be afraid lift your hearts to a higher reality um, and that's what we need to do when we're afraid we have to remember yeah, I mean, it's a natural response to be afraid of thinking that you might lose your job, thinking that um, you might get sick or someone that you love might get sick. But I think the message is that we need to really um, think about that the Lord is taking care of it. And if we really believe that he is a loving God and that he is who he says he is, then we need to really take um, that fear to prayer until it dissipates into this total surrender. And, um, and that's by praying their Holy Rosary. Um, this is what happens. This is the, these are the devotions that are given to us by Holy Mother Church um, to boost our spiritual lives, to boost our faith, our hope, and our charity. 
And um, this is how we can grow in holiness. Now, when we as Catholics have been deprived of the sacraments, this is a really, really very serious situation because the sacraments are channels of sanctifying grace. And sanctifying grace is the means by which we, it's like the sap flowing through the vine down to us who are the branches. So Jesus is the vine, we are the branches. If we don't have sanctifying grace coming to us from the sacraments, you can see that we will begin to wither and we will struggle to produce fruit. So when we as Catholics are deprived of the sacraments, this is very, very serious. And we have to see this as a, a great attack from the enemy of souls, the enemy of the church, the enemy of our Lord Jesus Christ, who even more than we want to receive him, he wants to give himself away to us. And that's why he established the church. That's why before our Lord left this earth, he entrusted a church. He, he began a church. He entrusted to Peter, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And he instituted the sacraments so that we would have life and that we would be able to help others to know, love, and serve him, our Lord, and to be able to attain heaven through being members of his mystical body, the church. So unless we're united with the Lord Jesus in his holy church, in the Catholic church, and receiving the sacraments, we are really people who have who are very, under very great attack and are very much at the whims of the enemy, of the devil, through temptations of um, you know, the flesh, the world, and the devil himself. Um, so we have good shepherds, but we have to also be aware that there are shepherds that are also suffering from the attacks of the enemy because of different entanglements that the Holy Catholic Church has with different institutions, financial institutions, global institutions. And so our mother, Mary, has been sent by God, and it is she wh whose heart will triumph in the end. And maybe it's because the shepherds that our Lord has entrusted his sheep to will not be the ones that will be in total charge of the sheep. And the sheep will have recourse only, perhaps only to the immaculate heart of our, of our dear mother. And it is she who will crush the head of the serpent. And it is through her motherly intercession and through our adherence to our daily devotions, most especially the Holy Rosary, whom Our Lady at uh, to the little children said, pray, pray, pray the Holy Rosary, pray very much for, for sinners, the salvation of souls. Many souls are going to hell because they have no one to pray for them. And hell is real. It's real. And the children were given a vision of hell and they were never the same again. They were heroic in their, in their prayers. They were heroic in their penances. They were heroic you know, even to the extent of going to, to jail and being threatened, being separated from their family. So 
these are realities that are very much still possible that, that could happen to us. And so without Our Lady's protection and without our, us having recourse to her, we are basically sitting ducks, sitting sheep, if you will. We really need to take to heart to pray the rosary. And if you don't know why you should pray the rosary, this little book by St. Louis de Montfort, The Secret of the Rosary, will really help. And one of the things that St. Louis says, Our Lady told St. Louis, uh, is that she said, for sinners, why, why should we pray the rosary? Go to Mary and say, Hail Mary, which means, Hail thou who art bathed in the light of the Son of Justice, and she will give you some of her light. Have you strayed from the path leading to heaven? Then call on Mary, for her name means Star of the Sea, the North Star, which guides the ships of souls during the voyage of this life, and she will guide you to the harbor of eternal salvation. This little book, Like people say, pray the rosary, pray the rosary. <laughs> the rosary is the weapon. Well, if you read this book, you will understand better why the rosary is the weapon. But I can just say, even if you don't read the book, start with the creed, that we begin the Holy Rosary with the creed. What do we believe? And if you can even say the creed and give Assent with your mind that God exists. I believe in God, the Father Almighty. If you can even say that, then you are on your way to heaven, not the other place. And then, of course, in the Holy Rosary, we have uh, the Our Father, which is the prayer that Jesus taught us. Many Our Fathers. And we have 53 Hail Marys, which is the angelic Psalter. The angel himself said, Hail Mary, full of grace. She is full of grace because she was, she had her, our Lord Jesus Christ within her womb for nine months. And she lived with our Lord for 30 years. So I do go on, but um, we have to uh, really um, take up prayer and take up and lift up our hearts. Lift up our hearts. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that sharing. And we're going to do a bit more, of course, but uh, this is uh, internet television and we have to uh, acknowledge our sponsors and mm -hmm. uh, of course, invite you to uh, join our ministry. And uh, again, we, uh, I guess, humble beggars, humble beggars. Uh, we want to continue bringing quality programs like this and others uh, to you on both the Fiat Ministry Network and uh, the Patch Heart ministry network also and uh, again i'll have uh, kent um, uh, share with you a few of their messages and so we'll be right back here on hungry for more patchwork heart ministry and fiat ministry network invite you to discover your mission a brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly for only 25 a month you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry 
today. Hey everyone, it's Anne DeSantis here to tell you about my new online TV show called Journeys in Faith. Thanks to Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Radio, I'll be interviewing some amazing guests who will share with all of us their journeys in faith. It's going to be great, and I can't wait for you to be introduced to some truly good people who are working hard to bring deeper faith to others. It's all about relationship with God and living out our mission as intentional disciples. Join me on Fridays, Eastern Time, for Journeys in Faith, 8.30 to 9.30. Subscribe at Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry on both Facebook and YouTube. I'll see you Friday, and have a great week. God bless. And welcome back to this edition of Hungry for More. I'm your host, Al Smith, and I have in the studio today with me my lovely wife, Isabel. And we've been talking about the message of Fatima and uh, been talking a little bit about Bishop Sheen also. Um, and I have to say Archbishop Sheen and his wisdom, how he um, recommends that we pray the rosary, uh, always warns us about the evils of the world, uh, especially the evil of uh, choosing, I guess, the, the wrong... <laughs> the wrong god you know and I, I think sometimes we look at the spiritual battle that we're in and um again it's we're making the wrong choices um i mean we just see what people crave what they're addicted to sports entertainment all of these things and uh, we've been given this opportunity during this um you know stay at home um uh i just want to say um legislation uh, to hopefully uh, read our Bibles, um, say our prayers. Um, you know, I, again, many many of us um, are missing the opportunity. Uh, we're waiting for someone to tell us, hey, the coast is clear. It was all, um, you know, we, it was overblown. We, we overreacted. Uh, let's go back to normal. Um, I think we're all kind of waiting for that news. But uh, somehow in our heart of hearts, we're saying, no, uh, there's something um, just not right here still, and that the spiritual battle that is taking place um, is being exposed. It really is. I think we're starting to see um, with eyes wide open that, uh, yeah, is it healthy that the sacraments be taken away? Is it healthy that uh, we can't even go to church, uh, the doors are locked? All of these things. Um, again, we look at history, and this was the first time in history where Easter, the churches were closed. Uh, the churches were closed. Uh, Archbishop Sheen talked about how um, it's almost like a shell, you know, that there's this hard shell of an egg that has to be broken. And uh, inside is a beautiful, soft uh, yolk, but uh, still the hardness that's there. And we sometimes wonder to say, boy, they're taking a hard line on this. Uh, they seem to still say no. We're going to still continue to withhold the sacraments. And every day they withhold the sacraments, the graces are being withheld. Uh, we mentioned about uh, how, you know, the Eucharist is not something, it's someone. And we love that someone. We want to be with the Lord and to receive him because of all those beautiful scriptures that we read. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you shall not have life within you. And uh, we're starving. We're starving. So we'll pray uh, intensely uh, that uh, we will 
receive the sacraments once again. And uh, at the end of the program, we'll say a prayer for a spiritual favor for, uh, from the Venerable Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, and we'll ask for that specific intention that the sacraments be um, reinstituted. I think of all those beautiful couples that are waiting to be married. Uh, I know we have uh, a grandchild that is uh, expecting to be born in July. Would love to have that baptism as soon as possible. So all of these things are heart aches for the sacraments because our Lord instituted the sacraments. He founded a church. He instituted a church uh, and to he left the sacraments to feed us. And uh, we need that. But History will play itself out. Evil um, enters into the history of the world. Battles are won and lost. And uh, we're in a spiritual battle right now. And uh, we're looking for answers. We're looking for a plan. And we were sharing a little bit earlier in the program, uh, part of that plan that was given to uh, the three shepherd children in Fatima. And uh, I think we can, uh, let's try to uh, figure this out in the last little part of the show what that plan is and what we can do uh, yeah. to uh, find peace of soul. Because uh, we talked a little bit about the Eucharist and how the uh, three shepherd children were uh, given a Eucharistic miracle. And uh, again, they were um, uh, schooled on how to pray the rosary because I know mm -hmm. when they pray the rosary, um, you know, I guess earlier on, they kind of, skip through it. Uh, they yeah. cheated a little bit. I know what it's like to cheat on the rosary, um, you know, try to speed through it. But uh, the angel corrected them and taught them how to pray uh, the rosary properly. And even our Blessed Mother uh, instructed yeah. the young children how to pray the rosary. So uh, we all need help. And uh, I'm, I'm blessed to uh, have read many of Archbishop Sheen's writings on prayer, and he recommends highly the rosary. Uh, talks about how people will be converted, um, how they won't lose the faith if they start to develop a devotion to praying the rosary, because mm -hmm. it's a prayer where we meditate on the life of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so mm -hmm. um, you can't go wrong there. So uh, yeah. again, let's talk about the plan. Let's talk about a strategy. We want to send everybody off with some good, encouraging words. Yeah. And uh, I'll leave this to you, Isabel, to, uh, uh, to guide us in that area. Okay. Well, Our Lady said, pray the rosary um, to avert wars. If people don't pray and amend their lives, this is 1917, and Russia, um, 1917, the first year, I think the Russian Revolution was in 1917 and at the end of, in October of 1917. So there was a great uh, tumult all over Europe uh, the monarchies are being overthrown, of course, by the revolutionaries, the um, those, I guess you could say Masonic forces, um, which then turned into re revolutionary forces. Again, it's that whole thing of in, under the guise of helping the people, helping the, the poor people, the communists take over. So the same thing happened in, in Portugal in uh, 1919, the king of Portugal was assassinated with his son. And again, both Catholics. So the overthrow and, and the changes in government were all taking place. And also the persecution of the church, priests and nuns were being killed. So Portugal was in, also in a very tumultuous time. And the children knew that because through their parents, they could sense that 
there was this op oppression going on. So they had to be super courageous to be able to say and maintain that they had seen this vision from heaven and that this beautiful lady had told them, you know, these things, these, these very important things, you know, Russia would uh, spread her errors, um, great wars would take place if people did not repent and pray, another great war would take place um, after the, the, the one that they were that they were in. So they had a lot of responsibility on their shoulders. And still, Our Lady said, do you want to offer all of these, um, all of your suffering for the conversion of sinners? And they immediately said yes. So in their state of life, being little children, what could they offer up in reparation? And, and all they could do was offer up their food, they gave their lunches away to the poor children, they sometimes they would give their lunches away to the sheep, um, they would, you know, use nettles to sting, you know, to kind of hurt their, you know, they did all these things, they slept with, with rough belts, and um, they, the oldest one suffered a lot of, suffered a lot at her mother's hands, uh, just, you know, rough, rough, um, uh, you know, you'd say beatings. <laughs> I could say beatings because that's what they were. And they also suffered by going to jail. So they suffered all these things. What can we do today? Well, we don't want to, I mean, God doesn't necessarily, he sends us our, our sufferings, our hair shirts in our, in our daily lives. The people that we, that we associate with our own family members that don't believe uh, that we can't seem to get through these are all uh, emotional, um, psychological things that we can offer to God in our prayers, in our prayer of the rosary, and unite them to the heart of Mary and the, the Immaculate Heart of Our Lady for the conversion of, of, of sinners, for our own continued conversion, for the conversion of those who do not even know God, for the enemies of the church, for the, for the enemies of the church that have infiltrated into our church, and this is probably one of the greatest um, sorrows is that, and even happened in, in our Lord's time, that there was a Judas there and, and, the, and our Lord had suffered his passion because of him, because of that betrayal. And so too, in our own time, our church is going to suffer a betrayal. The greatest betrayal will be through people who have, you know, clerics, um, laity that have infiltrated into the church with the purpose of bringing down the church. So we must pray for them, pray with Our Lady, pray the rosary, offer sacrifices, um, read why the rosary is important. We cannot know, we cannot love what we don't know. The more that we read the Holy Word of God, the more that we, that we understand how much God loves us, how much Jesus loved and still loves us, how much love he has for us that he offered his own life, the Holy Spirit begins to work through the word, through our the use of our reason, through the use of our will. If we will to know God, then he will, he's already running toward us to help us. So it's he, our Lord, God the Father is already the father in, in the story of the prodigal son. As soon as that prodigal son, daughter that we are, 
begins to take steps towards God the Father. He's already halfway down the road meeting us. So what we need to do is have a change of heart, a change of life. And the little children of Fatima, they were already totally ready to receive um, to receive God. They they were simple. They had they were they were they lived uncluttered lives. This is what we have to do. We have to declutter. They had no TV. They all they had was nature, and they had work, and they had obedience, and they had um, a sense of duty and a sense of love for their family and love for the church. Simple. And this is what we we need to do. And the Lord has given us, I believe, this time to to really lift up our hearts to him. We have no sports. We have no entertainment except for the square box (laughs) in front of us. But we can say no to that because we're in deep trouble. We are in deep, deep trouble that we've never been before. And we have to realize that if we could only realize that and not say, well, you know, the government will get us out of this, you know, three more weeks and, you know, we'll be out of this. No. No, this is, this is the enemy of souls who has perpetrated a global, a global lights out, a global, now you are incarcerated. We have to understand this. This is unprecedented. And this is, um, beyond physical this is psychological emotional spiritual warfare and the only way we can combat it we cannot combat it on our own we must must pray to god and especially because our lord god has has allowed our lady to be the one the instrument through whom salvation came to earth now salvation again will come through her through her intercession through her motherly love, through her, her love for us that, you know, we can go to her and say, Mom, we're in deep trouble, please help us. She, she knows and but if we go to her, she'll protect us and she'll put her mantle around us. And she'll elevate our hearts. So we're not afraid. But if we think we can do this on our own and just count on the civil authorities and you know, that, that, that health person and that health official, and they'll come up with a vaccine. And no, this is serious. We have to totally begin to understand how the enemy is infiltrating our family life. Um, Pope Benedict, when he addressed in 2010, he addressed the British parliament. He said, we, we, as the West, um, the societies of the West must protect the three pillars of Christianity. And he said the three pillars are number one, we must protect life from conception to natural death. Number two, protect the recognition of the natural structure of life as a union of one man and one woman. And three, we must protect the rights of parents to educate their children. Well, we already saw those two pillars. I mean, if that was a three legged stool, the three pillars of society upon which Christian society depends, protection of of life from conception to natural death, all of Western societies, nations, have brought down that pillar. Protection of the recognition of natural structure of life as a union of one man and one woman. Again, 
you know, we've, we've put in laws in place that are destroying that, that natural structure. And the third structure, the protection of the rights of parents to educate their children, it's coming down too because governments are wanting our children as early as possible so that they can indoctrinate them into you know, a secular mindset and a socialist mindset that says, you can be whoever you wanna be. You know, your body doesn't tell you who you are. You can be, it's, it's this total um, infiltration of the mind by the demonic forces that just pervert everything that God has put into place as a natural order of things. So we have to be very careful of those things. Yes, and um, I think us being parents, um, uh, every day I, I know we pray for our children, our adult children, our grandchildren. And uh, I would recommend to those who are viewing, if you are a parent, um, to take up this um, challenge seriously. Um, even if your children are adults, you still have been given that uh, beautiful blessing to raise your children, um, even if they're um, 30 something. <laughs> 30 something um but to love them and uh share i mean this is tough love sometimes uh the world is always screaming at our children to say come and worship the world sports mm -hmm. work entertainment all that but uh again show them the higher loves uh, i think one thing we've been blessed is that um there is this love for the blessed virgin mary in our lives um a, a true love to just say um and, and she grows on us. Uh, that's the beauty of this relationship. If you give it time, uh, you know, they always say, how do you spell love? Well, it's not L-O-V-E, it's T-I-M-E. And mm -hmm. uh, so the more time we can spend uh, with our Lord and our lady, um, mm -hmm. the more love we receive. And so, uh, you know, uh, I look at the watch and I see the clock and you say, boy, our time is coming to an end very quickly. Yes. And uh, I think we need to continue this conversation because it's so important. But again, the children of Fatima were given a plan and they lived out that plan. And of course, they're now saints. Um, you know, these uh, little shepherd children um, have been elevated to uh, the beautiful title of saint. And um, we can pray for their intercession. And that is uh, something I think we should recommend that, especially in this time of trouble, that we pray to those beautiful three saints that the church has elevated and ask them. They know what it's like to have the authorities come and interrogate mm -hmm. them. They know what it's like to suffer. And we're just starting to taste that a little bit. So, and uh, also, and also, Alan, they lived through the Spanish flu, and yes. two of them, two of them succumbed to the Spanish flu. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, we need to say our prayers, and we need to read good holy books. Um, uh, still take this time to read good books. I want to thank Sophia Institute Press. They have helped me greatly over the years to share. Uh, the writings of the Venerable Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. Uh, I recommend there's, uh, as I can't say, put up on the website, uh, The Cries of Jesus from the Cross, which is available uh, from Sophia Institute Press. And uh, there's the second anthology that I put together, uh, Sheen's Writings on Prayer. And they're very uh, timely writings today. We all need help in praying. And uh, uh, the disciples came to our Lord and they asked him, Lord, teach us to pray, and uh, we still need help. We still need help. And, of course, um, the angel 
helped the three shepherd children to pray and the Blessed mm -hmm. Virgin Mary also helped those three children and our guardian angel and our Blessed Mother can help us to pray because uh, they want us to fall in love with Jesus. And uh, that's what this whole program is about, is to help you uh, fall in love with our Lord. Uh, Archbishop Sheen said, I don't want my life to be mine. I want it to be Christ. And hopefully you'll have that same conviction that you want your lives to be uh, lives that you live for Christ and uh, especially to help uh, build up the kingdom of God. So uh, thanks for joining us today on this, um, uh, I want to say, maiden voyage, maiden voyage of our, um, you know, uh, bringing back Hungry for More. Again, it's four years. Where did it go? Uh, but uh, it's nice to be back. And I want to thank uh, Kent, uh, my producer. I want to thank Fiat Ministry Network and uh, Patchwork Heart Ministries uh, for all of their support. Um, I will tell you that uh, we'll be back again next week. Um, have a number of guests lined up. And um, again, the, you're seeing all of these digital conferences now, these virtual conferences, uh, many speakers, and they've wanted to come onto the show and uh, share their love for the Lord and the church. And so we're going to have them on. And uh, I'm, I hope you'll join us again uh, Thursday evenings at nine o'clock here on the Fiat Ministry Network. And uh, I will tell you that I am going to give uh, a mini retreat on the Patchwork Heart Ministry um, Network. Uh, they've asked me to do a little series and it's all going to be on prayer. So I'm going to teach you about praying with the cross uh, praying with Our Lady and praying uh, with our lives. And um, again, you'll know, look forward to that on the Patch Heart. Uh, I always, always have to say that three times fast, but it's the Patchwork Heart Ministries. And uh, again, because the Lord is always working, working on our hearts. So uh, again, uh, I'll end with this beautiful prayer. We're going to pray for the intercession of the Venerable Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen to help us, uh, especially uh, we're praying that the sacraments will be uh, reinstated and uh, we'll go back to uh, receiving the Lord. So please join me in this prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Eternal Father, you alone grant us every blessing in heaven and on earth through the redemptive mission of your divine Son, Jesus Christ, and by the working of the Holy Spirit. If it be according to your will, glorify your servant, Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, by granting the favor I now request through his prayerful intercession. And here we pray that uh, the sacraments will be reinstituted, the churches will be open, and that God's grace will again flow um, throughout the church. And we make this prayer confidently Amen. through Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ our, Lord. our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for joining us on Hungry for More. And until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord let his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord look upon you kindly and bring you peace. God love you. See you again next week. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series 
featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today.